Welcome to the first episode of the Product Weekend Podcast Season 2, powered by Productized. This is where we meet the inspiring people behind great products. My name is Romoita, and today we have with us Mauro Frota, founder and CEO at Bout. Mauro has been in the sports and fitness industry for more than 20 years, and he is on a mission to change the way people stay fit worldwide. Bout is a revolutionary product that nudges users to stay engaged and enjoy themselves while exercising. Besides being a founder and CEO, Maru is also a martial arts enthusiast, an avid reader and a father. By the end of the episode, you have a lot of books and travel recommendations from him. I hope you enjoyed the episode and get inspired as much as I did. When did you first have contact with martial arts? Um, well, I started in martial arts when I was 11 years old. So it's been yeah. quite a journey. Yeah. Um, I've started in uh, traditional Okinawan karate, okay. which is very different from uh, uh, Japanese karate. Is you know Okinawa is the 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 the, the, the island where karate was born. If you mm -hmm. if you have seen Karate Kid, you you've heard about it. Uh, it's yeah. a very different place, different culture in, uh, from from mainland Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, I was actually one of the first Portuguese to be graded in Okinawa. Okay, where did you um, where did you learn? I, I started here in Portugal, but I mm -hmm. started traveling to learn more from an early age. So, and I ended up uh, going a few times to Okinawa and having those cool experiences, cool. training with the old masters, mm -hmm. sleeping on the on the dojo floor, uh, like making a, living there in that space. Uh, mm -hmm. So, train, sleep, eat. Um, you know, the, that Karate Kid uh, uh, experience, I was around uh, 20, 20 years old the first time I, I, I went to Okinawa. Um, and my martial arts experience went from there. Mm -hmm. from so there. it was very influenced by the Japanese culture? More, more the Okinawan culture is, is mm -hmm. different. Like, like I, I, yeah. I like Japanese culture, but the the the, the, um, the Okinawan culture is, is very different. Mm -hmm. From there, I, you know, starting started to look with to, to more functional martial arts. Started looking at kickboxing, at Muay Thai, mm -hmm. at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, uh, at wrestling, MMA. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually ended up being uh, also a black belt in in kickboxing. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm an eternal brown belt in in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, because I'm not always going for the for the black one. Uh, it's because it's I've been I've been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu on and off for mm -hmm. more than 20 years. I started in Rio. I lived in Brazil for some time, so nice. I started there um, mm -hmm. in 2002, I think. Uh, but I, it's been on and off. Uh, it's an eternal passion, but uh, um, it's always on and off, on and off. And so yeah. I'm like this eternal brown belt. Yeah, yeah. I have to return. You know, bout is taking a lot of time. <laughs> uh, three years ago, I was like teaching uh, professional fighters, mm -hmm. pro uh, uh, amateur fighters, but with a high level in MMA. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm in a computer all day, uh, you know, <laughs> that gaining. must have been a big change for you. Yeah, man, so. gaining 30 kilos. But it's part of the journey, you know. Yeah. I need to go back to after all this craziness starts to settle down, although mm -hmm. I, I know it won't. Yeah. <laughs> but I need to find strategies to actually put fitness as a, as a, a core a activity in my life. life. Exactly. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. I really miss it, you know. I really miss training martial arts, you know, getting fit again, mm-hmm. getting my cardio, my strength, all yeah. of that. So now you haven't been fighting recently? I just n- with uh, <laughs> investors and competition and so on. Yes, yeah. that's a good fight <laughs> because that's yeah. uh, especially when it when it ends up being a win-win fight. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's been a cool ride. I can tell you that. That's right. Nice. And as a child, what what did you want to to be when you grew up? Did you have this passion for martial arts? Do you want it to be a master to master that? Actually, that was always very present in my life, you know. Um, I started with 11, like I said, but uh, I really wanted to start earlier. I was, like, addicted to a lot of those early uh, movies, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Jackie Chan, yeah. uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, all of those. And I was always practicing and trying to mimic the movements. I was eight, nine, ten uh, years old, maybe, mm-hmm. and uh, but my parents wouldn't allow me. So that was even before starting karate, right? Yeah, mm. my parents had the idea at the time that it was associated with violence. Mm. Uh, and actually, when we st- when finally I convinced them to start, uh, I was, you know, uh, one, my 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 best friend started at the time. My best friend started. Uh, training mm-hmm. with the one that became my you know my sensei my friend yeah um and i was uh, my parents wouldn't allow me so i would go to to the dojo he was training and i was sitting and mimicking the movements hmm. and i did that for a few weeks and then my parents you know must have felt pity about me and they said <laughs> okay go And actually, this uh, my sensei became a very good friend, mm-hmm. a friend of the family, almost like a second father. Yeah, uh, was was almost like a like a, a father figure mm-hmm. in most of my life. You know, yeah. I, now nowadays I don't have that much contact with him, mm-hmm. but sometimes I still call him to check yeah. out. How are you? How is how nice. are things going? Nice. And you mentioned something interesting that your your parents associate martial arts with. With violence, I mean, I, I was also like that. That's maybe why I never started. I re- I recently tried jujitsu for some time, um, but yeah, my parents also had that idea. How do you deconstruct uh, martial arts? Do you think it's it has some violence in it? It's not nothing like violence. How do you see that? Hmm. Well, um, martial arts are arts of war, mm-hmm. so. There's, there's always some there's some violence there's violence yeah. in there mm-hmm. but um, a real martial arts in the sense that uh, you know ultimately it's to preserve your life and all of that especially if you're into a practical martial art mm-hmm. um, but I still believe that the, the biggest struggle is the struggle within and that's the the, the, the part where you control violence right. Uh, I had some, not so many, but uh, I tried to avoid certain places at certain mm-hmm. times. But uh, I had some, some, some times in my life where, where I actually felt the felt the power of controlled violence or controlling mm-hmm. the violence. Yeah, you know, right. when you are being verbally attacked, uh, but you remain so calm that it actually disarms the other guy. You know. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. suddenly they look at you and they, they think, well, this guy, this guy must be crazy because he's so, so, you know, so at so ease, calm, so yeah. calm in, 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 in this situation that, uh, and they normally uh, go away. 
Mm-hmm. Just, just for for remaining uh, call, controlling the violence, because you, you, yeah. you, if you if you train, if you spar, if you if you if you do all those kinds of trainings where you where you where you actually have resistance, mm-hmm. um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is 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 the core of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is built around that. Yeah, you really you really develop this. In, in in quoting a uh, superpower, mm-hmm. and and that's yeah. what gives you tranquility. You know, right. you're mm-hmm. still not superhuman. There could be a weapon involved. There mm-hmm. could be multiple attackers. I don't want to go into that, but uh, yeah. but mm-hmm. you, you you feel you feel better. You feel better. Yeah. You feel calmer. Safer. You, also. Safer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 For sure. Right. Yeah, that's super interesting. Actually, one I'm not an expert for sure, but one great analogy that I found really interesting. Is that um, jujitsu? It's a bit like human chess that you're like moving the parts of your body strategically, take advantage of certain situations. It's not about strength or being more violent. It's just taking advantage of the situation where you are, like moving your body as pieces in a in a chess yeah, yeah. table, right? Now it's it's an amazing game. It's mm-hmm. an amazing game, but it's also very physical. Yeah, because yeah. and that's what I've learned by. Uh, by not being so fit mm-hmm. is that I still have all the technique within me, uh, but I get so tired after like yeah. 30 seconds, one minute. Uh, yeah. But the technique is, is there. You never lose it. But mm-hmm. if you, but I am not, you know, the, the Japanese say that uh, we, you, we, we need to keep the sword always ready for battle, meaning uh, body, mm-hmm. mind, spirit, always training. Yeah. Getting fit because it's very, very hard to 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 actually fight. You know, it yeah. takes a lot of energy. Yeah, um, sure. and and that's what I'm feeling right now. You know, I have the technique. I feel very comfortable with that, but mm-hmm. uh, I get tired very, very fast. Uh, yeah, especially when I try to play with my old uh, uh, athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I I I know what I want to do, but I can't. Do <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, you will. Hopefully, have time like after bout is IPO and Man, running by itself. You I, will I, go I just, back. I just, I just need the the the, the bout bag at home. So I'm actually nice. building it for my own. Right, it's very selfish, right. you know. <laughs> right. I need it. All right, we'll get, we'll get into that, and I mean, you will have the chance to explain for especially for the listeners that don't know about yet um but before that i wanted to go a bit through your your path so you studied studied uh, sports sciences right um what led you to to study that what did you want to to achieve with that again martial arts so yeah. i was i'm an animal lover so that i'm i was for 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 some time i was between biology and and uh, sports sciences mm-hmm. uh, or veterinary. Um, I have a small zoo at home, uh, <laughs> cats, dogs, and and and. Do you have some more exotic animals as well? Or uh, turtle, a, a land turtle. Okay. Uh, um, uh, African. They grow very big, man. They grow to like fifty to seventy kilos. So Damn. yeah, she's still small, still small. but. Okay. Uh, she, but she she's growing she's growing nice but and 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 in the end um you know my passion for martial arts um spoke louder and Mm -hmm. and and i decided to go to to 
to sports sciences because of that. So All that right. was my entry entry level. Um, mm -hmm. And after the the bachelor, what did you what did you get into? What did you do? How should I put this in words? Okinawans and Japanese they don't care about your motivation. In what sense? You know, uh, they are not very... They, they don't like to give you compliments for your technique or, or praises or whatever. Okay. That's why traditionally, if you look at Okinawa, they had like two or three students mm -hmm. uh, because all the others would give up, you know? All right. So the ones that stayed... <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and I had those experiences. Um, and those experiences are frustrating, you know? Uh, it doesn't matter how good you are. The tradition there is that you are, you know, always getting mm -hmm. pulled. Beaten up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And um, and so I, I started, when I opened my first health club, uh, I saw how easy it was to sell fitness, mm -hmm. but how hard it is to keep people engaged and coming back for more. Right. We don't have a sticky product as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I dedicated now 20 years of my career mm -hmm. uh, after graduation to studying that over different points of view. So, mm -hmm. okay, can I change something on the service? Let's read about this. Let's let's take a, a, a postgraduate uh, uh, study in marketing. Mm -hmm. Nice. Oh, but can I can I influence? So that was when you already had a, a club that you found. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. It was you know easy easy to easy to to sell fitness. People was just you know they enter they pay yeah. and, and then maybe they keep paying for some more months, but then you know, not showing up. The average right. in the industry. I'll give you two statistics. Mm -hmm. uh, they are frightening. Yeah. Um. The 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 average retention in Portugal uh, annually is about thirty percent. Mm -hmm. But those are the ones that keep paying. So yeah. imagine that fifty percent mm -hmm. of the of the ones that keep paying actually are not using the the, the facilities. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, most people give up. Forty to sixty five percent of people that start engaging in exercise, mm -hmm. they give up only uh, uh, three to six months after, after they, they they started. Right. And yeah. so I start. Okay, how can we influence behavior? How can we? Yeah. Also, some statistics that I've saw, I've seen is that. Most of the revenue that most clubs do is with people that are not using the service. Oof, man, um, help! If you look at it, if you look at it, uh, and I, I often say this: uh, I used to teach in post grad, masters, technical mm -hmm. courses for many years. Now I can't, but uh, mm -hmm. um, I always, I was, I was always telling the students: Look, man, uh, the 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 traditional fitness industry. Uh, if 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 one hundred percent of the people that are paying the monthly fee would like to come to the gym, they couldn't. There's no space for them. If you have a club that's like two thousand square meters and you have four thousand active clients, yeah, you just can't. You you don't have enough equipment. You mm -hmm. don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I migrated to a different, uh, uh, you know, uh, type of club, the, the boutique industry, where actually you book your spot and almost 100% of the people paying are, are actually uh, engaged mm -hmm. with uh, with activities. Yeah. That was one of the reasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
that's nice. So you, you did some more academic studies on that topic specific on retention, right? Yeah, so I started, you know, after uh, uh, looking first from a, a, a services perspective, the next level was was looking at it from a psychology perspective. Okay, mm -hmm. say how what can I change um, in in the way I provide feedback, what I say, mm -hmm. when I say, the tone of voice. Yeah. How can I how can I change the environment and and make you know this mm -hmm. this group of people come did, back for more? You did that mostly through like literature, psychology literature, or like by small experiments, like kind of A-B testings, these no, kind of I, things? I, I, I went through my master's uh, in psychology, um, mm -hmm. in exercise science, but uh, specializing in, in psychology. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where, when I got deep into it. Yeah. Uh, Self-determination theory by Desi and Ryan, you know, mm -hmm. they talk about how, how you can influence intrinsic motivation and so on. Mm -hmm. And it was actually during, during the masters that I came across the concept of nudging. Mm -hmm. And that was a, a changing point in my life, you know, yeah. nudging broadly speaking postulates that by changing, uh, something about the environment mm -hmm. or, or, changing the way you connect with things yeah, you can actually can automatically influence, influence but in a, in a in a automatic uh, uh manner um you know i can mm -hmm. give you the classic example of of nudging the one yeah. of the early first experience experiences was was in Chipold airport in amsterdam right. where they 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 had a, they had a, a problem in the urinals uh, mm -hmm. it's not fitness related <laughs> uh they had a problem in the urinals mm -hmm. so a big part of the urine was coming to the ground, not where it should, nor where it should land. And and mm -hmm. and so the first experiment was just actually putting a, a image of a fly yeah. in the urinal because it's innate to the to the guys, to us, to mm -hmm. have something to point. <laughs> and the spilling reduced by ninety yeah. percent. And it was automatic. Yeah. And when they compared this with a lot of signs, please don't spill, please. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to say anything and the results happen because uh, the, the, the behavior changes automatically. Yeah. So and so you put like uh, targets, exactly. challenges. And so know. that was the ultimate uh, like services, you know, then I went to psychology and then I said, okay, let's go to nudging like this ultimate layer. Let's put this mm -hmm. all together and see if we have a product here. Right. And that's when we started looking at the inf the influence, for, in for instance, of music. Mm -hmm. And we started looking at music and we, we realized that even big brands that work music and fitness to a high level, they only work two dimensions. They work the BPMs and the style of music, mm -hmm. but not the volume. And if you right. think about it, the volume can bring your energy up or can calm you down. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's start playing with volume as well. At this moment, we have nine different music formulas, all pretty validated. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's look at what else can, in a fitness space, influence behavior. Let's look at light. Let's mm -hmm. look at color. Right. So we started searching paper. Everything is very scientific. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm not a scientist, but a science nerd, which is different. And so mm -hmm. I started reviewing papers and say, okay, there's, there's nothing in the fitness space. Let's look at how game developers use color 
right. to influence behavior. Mm-hmm. And we started looking also at, at, at uh, uh, color psychology and so on. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we started experimenting. So yeah. right. at this moment, we have uh, color, wave of light and music completely synced. Mm-hmm. And what we have proven is that people go into flow state. Flow state is the ultimate stickiness uh, metric. Yeah. You know, when, when people go into flow if you state. manage to get people into flow, they yeah. will be there and stay there. If right? you lose track of time in an activity, it mm-hmm. means that you are so engaged, you are enjoying it so much that, you know, it's like playing a video game. Mm-hmm. You are yeah. playing for four or five hours and in your head you are playing for half an hour. Yeah. And that's the most recurring feedback we ha- we get from, from our clients. Yeah. in the test site. Mm-hmm. And we knew we were onto something when we finally got that stickiness that go go directly into fla- into flow uh, uh nice. so nice. that was like like the the the, mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah. That's that's super interesting and I mean this podcast is more focused on product management topics but you mentioned mentioned already so many things that are I think are super important for product managers this bringing different perspectives together going deep into the topics that you the problems that you want to tackle going deep into psychology so it's super interesting I mean, you yeah, and 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 uh, and of course uh that's that's the, that's the homework before you ask mm-hmm. the clients and determine if this feature is important yeah because clients most times they don't know how to verbalize features yeah Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of times you need to just put them in front of them and see how they yeah. react. And right. and exactly, and and what we did was was this homework mm-hmm. where we really got deep into the science and and into the how and and why of things. Yeah. Uh, and then we started testing and mm-hmm. and getting reactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Let's let's roll back a little bit because people that don't know about maybe a little <laughs> bit confusing by now. So um, and let's get into the this more juicy part. Let's say um, for the ones that don't know, what is Bout all about? About uh, all about pun, uh, pun not intended. <laughs> I like the word play. The word play. Uh, so. Uh, Bout, uh, at Bout, we are doing two things. Uh, Bout started as a club for, uh, a club to test this nudging platform. Mm-hmm. This nudging platform includes a smart bag. Right. And so, actually, uh, and this will sound very strange, I had a dream about this technology around eight years ago. Right. A very vivid dream. I never remember what I've dreamt the, the last night. Uh, mm-hmm. I hardly remember my dreams, but this was so vivid, so strange. And remember, mm-hmm. Peloton was just starting. Uh, there were no products with uh, um, computer vision in the market, not even in the US. Mm-hmm. We are in Portugal. What the yeah. hell is this? How am I going to sell this? Mm-hmm. And and I, I, so how how was that that dream like what what did you envision envision at that time because so, I, i guess it has evolved over the years yeah but of course back then what was the the idea but strangely what we are developing now is very close to the original dream hmm. so the idea nice. was actually to use a, bo- a, a boxing bag a real boxing bag and engage yeah. with it uh like you know engage in a game in a boxing bag without having anything on you So the right. remote controls all of a sudden are your fists, your feet, your elbows, and your knees. Mm-hmm. And I envision. You no, know, I started looking at 3D computer vision in 2000, uh, 2017, something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so it's been a while and, and yeah. technology was not ready, but that was, that was the vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do that, the bag needed to do three things. Needed to know where it's being hit, how mm-hmm. hard, and what technique you are being used. And okay. so the, the dream was always by combining gaming mm-hmm. with fitness. Uh, I can then go in the the, 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 the the genetic anthropological reasons for why we believe this is the ultimate solution that mm-hmm. can ent- that can actually change the ecosystem of the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that was a dream. It was already having a highly gamified experience around the boxing bag. You know, most people most people don't like to run or to cycle mm-hmm. and hitting a boxing bag it's it's um it's something very visceral to the human to to, to us humans you mm-hmm. know it's uh even people do, who haven't tried it before and over 90% of our clients at this moment never wore boxing gloves before mm-hmm. yeah. but there's something different uh, uh, about it you know you you you, you yeah. release your your energy your anger your frustrations you yeah. leave it all there mm-hmm. so we are taking this to a whole different level where you can actually you know engage with the bag uh yeah. in in a very gamified way you can ultimately pay, play a video game in the bag Mm-hmm. where you are fighting zombies and aliens and they are there in front of you. Yeah, and you can feel when you hit them, you can feel it like it's a living thing, right? Yeah, the bag the bag itself has a lifelike feel. It's a multi-layered bag. That's one of the, th- the first things we did right mm-hmm. after many tests. We know, we wanted to to we, we wanted the bag to have a biological feel to it, not 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 feel like another bag. Mm-hmm. And so we've designed a multi-layered bag. Uh, it, it's comprised of different layers, high-density foam that mimics the density of connective tissue, med- medium-density foam that mimics the density of muscle tissue. It has a mm-hmm. water core that mimics the, 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 the water density in our internal organs. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like you are hitting another bag. It feels like something different. Right. Uh, and we have the hardware and the software now in place to make it a reality. And we know, because we are speaking with a lot of startups in the UK, in, mm-hmm. in the United States, we know that a lot of startups tried to 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 make this also a reality, but couldn't. Previous mm-hmm. state-of-the-art, for instance, concerning the determination of the location of each strike on a bag, yeah. using minimums, a minimum amount of sensors, because if you use exponential amount of sensors, everything is possible, but the yeah. product will be more expensive. Mm-hmm. With four sensors, the, the, the state of the art was at around 50% accuracy. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, if you are missing half the shots, it's the same as nothing. Mm-hmm. We are over 97% ac- accuracy. Nice. So that's a that big was achievement. A, yeah, that was a mm-hmm. haha moment for us. We have something... We have mm-hmm. something interesting that others have tried, yeah. actually with more resources. Um, do you think it's a matter of timing that they tried it before the technology already? What do you think were the secret ingredients or things that made you successful at that? I'm not a tech guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not an engineer, but I really go deep into things. And so I've, I actually took that responsibility for myself. And mm-hmm. I, I started... Uh, 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 reading uh, scientific papers on sensor fusion, on geolocalization, on mm-hmm. physics, uh, and 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 so when when we got when we, when we got the first fu- the first funding, we already have had a, a good idea mm-hmm. how to achieve the 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 the, the end result. Uh, 
mm-hmm. and then we've briefed the, 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 the engineering team. Of course, they were brilliant because they, they also continue searching by themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we started training the system, the AI system, and all of a sudden, we were getting results. We were getting results. And it's interesting that you are not a tech guy, but this is a quite high-tech product. Uh, how did you manage to surround yourself with the right people to help you on this tech well, it, journey? It, it wasn't easy in the beginning. Um, you know, we did, we did a pre-seed. We had what it counts, money in the bank around mm-hmm. January, February this year. <laughs> 2022 and and mm-hmm. um, and actually we struggled uh, to to actually present ourselves as a tech company. Uh, mm-hmm. So we were attracting a lot of tile a lot of talent from the fitness industry. From you know it was relative because it's a it's a sexy product. It's a sexy startup. It was re- mm-hmm. relatively easy, but not from from the from the the, the tech side. So yes, mm-hmm. we actually started developing with some uh, investors slash providers. Um, that's, that's how, how we started because we we were actually struggling to get people on board the team, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, again, that, that strategy of going after not only investors that have the money, but that also have the resources and are more like partners. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we have two Mm -hmm. key investors that are, that also are helping us develop the product. Now we are starting to, you know hire uh, the team we are hiring a cto we mm-hmm. are hiring we 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 really need to to build a tech team uh, mm-hmm. uh, and incubate them from from the start with with the product now yeah. that we have you know the the major prob- major problems we're trying to solve are solved and now we need to bring people on board to start thinking mm-hmm. about scale yeah, we we for for us it's an brand. At this moment, we we believe that we will sell and that we will sell very well. So now we are concerned about you know having the 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 supply chain in place, yeah. manufacturing to to and deliver. deliver right? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so you, you mentioned that you had this this dream eight years ago, and only this past year, right? The the product was kind of completed. Um, why did it take so long? What were the, the main <laughs> drawbacks? Man, um, like I told you, the tech was not ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are the first fintech startup in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no ecosystem. Uh, we are going after the American market. Mm-hmm. Very hard to sell the dream. Um, and actually, I didn't know how to raise, how to... Uh, connect with VCs, with angels, and so on. And so I had a very typical founder story. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my co-founder, we started building prototypes in the garage. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. how we started, you know, uh, yeah. having some connections in China, in Pakistan, sending stuff over, testing. Uh, so nice. we did that for quite some time until we got a reasonable product. And we took a next step. So the next step required a lot, a lot more investment. And mm-hmm. it was okay. Now we need to test this with real people. It's safer for us to test in inside a, a health club. Mm-hmm. So we did an agreement with a big health club in in Lisbon, and we've, uh, we we got a studio inside it, and that's how we started doing the first testing. Then mm. pandemic hit. Yeah. 
everyone going home, yeah. no one to test the product. And then we, 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 we had already a few months of testing with very good results and we were faced with uh, the decision to either um, stop what we are doing or going full mode 100% ahead. And we've decided to, to go. Uh, you know, we started seeing how, how could we get the money to, to build our own space. Remember, pandemic, everybody at home, nobody was thinking about fitness or at, or at least in gyms. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we've designed the club with our experience. We are ex- experts in designing for motivation, not only the physical, the, the, the hardware and the software, mm-hmm. but, also but also the, the space. The around. space itself mm-hmm. is, we, we thought about it with, 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 we had time, man. Look, when you don't have money, you have time. It's a trade-off. Mm-hmm. So actually, yeah. everything was very mature in, in our in our heads because we had time for quite quite yeah, to quite, digest quite, the, yeah. the idea. And, and and so we did that first investment. I did something that I don't advise anyone to do, mm. uh, but I felt I need to do it, which was actually going all in. So I I I, I got a second mortgage on the house. I blew up the credit cards. Uh, we started yeah. pre-selling during the pandemic in close. Everybody was, the, the market was still closed. You know, a lot of sleepless nights and uh, yeah. it was a success from the start. Mm-hmm. So we now have 13 months of consecutive growth. Uh, we don't have any more space to put people. We are being praised in international trade shows and congresses as a startup to watch. Mm-hmm. That's this, amazing. These guys have a stickiness mm-hmm. in their product that is not normal. They are hardly losing clients. Yeah. Their their attrition is very low. What's yeah. happening here, you know? Um, that's amazing. I mean, that's a, an amazing story. And like taking these risks are sometimes is what makes the difference, right? Do you think that's uh, Man, necessary you, you, evil to, to achieve... In, in our case, it was like I told you. The ecosystem was not was not was not ready for 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 us. So we needed to make the ecosystem ready, mm-hmm. um, and our voice needed to be heard. So, and and it's like it's like an itch that you really need to scratch, you know. Mm-hmm. And that itch was present for so many years. Uh, you know, everybody sh- must have been so tired of of listening to me talk about bouts. <laughs> Uh, and what we in what was in my mind uh, that I I really needed to put it out there, mm-hmm. and I by reading I figure out that most successful products and startups uh, are like that, mm-hmm. you know. There's like you need to put something out there. You 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 yeah. you, you, you know that's a problem. Uh, you you figure it out. You know how to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. And if you don't solve it, it's like you are going crazy. So you need to put it out there. Yeah. Fortunately, my, my wife was very comprehensive, uh, was, was very, very understanding. Sorry. And, 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 yeah. uh, and she, she, she supported the, she supported the ideas from the start and we made the investment. Yeah. And fortunately it paid off. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it looks that it's on the way to pay much, <laughs> much more, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Of course. No, mm-hmm. now it's like I told you, um, the, 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 the club, it, it's a, it's a, it's a major success. We have mm-hmm. all the premises tested. Those premises are now being incorporated in the final products. Uh, mm-hmm. the first boxing bag with a brain. 
Yeah. But all of those premises are present in, in the club. And and the club, mm-hmm. why the club? And, and, and I can... And can people try it now? Can I mean, you said that there's waiting lists for the club, right? Yeah, um, we have most. So today it's a Friday. Uh, Friday is a very typical slow day in fitness. Mm-hmm. Today we had over 90% of the spots uh, in the club booked. Mm. So today we only had one class that was not completely full with like with waitlist. Hmm. So if you want to train on a Saturday or on a Sunday, you need to book it with one week in advance. Otherwise, you you won't get in. Yeah. So that's that's stickiness. You know, that's that's uh, re- retention is is the highest measure of product market fit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's uh, and mm-hmm. and and what we, what started as a test because we needed to test the premises. Uh, what started as 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 a test to build a bag mm-hmm. actually became a a a a business of its own. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that, that that's interesting. Did the did you at some point think that oh, this is it? This going with creating more and more of these centers it's the way to go we, or did you already add the like the physical product that we can sell that will be the thing the clubs will just be a means to no, an we, end. we 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 always believed a hybrid approach was the best approach to market always mm. this was very hard to sell uh to the to, to the first vcs we talked with we talked with uh, on the on the first race very hard Because mm-hmm. at that time, you know, we all know that uh, software or, or, or B2C is scales uh, much faster than building four wall, uh, a four-wall club. You know, mm-hmm. There's, it, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. And we know in which horse the, 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 the VCs are betting. It's, an, it's a no-brainer for us. Mm-hmm. But I give you our reasoning. If the pandemics has proven something, is that there are flows in the markets. When the market was closed, uh, uh, connected fitness, home fitness was booming. When the market opens and the health clubs open, a lot of people migrated again to the gyms. Uh, mm-hmm. Although 60%, according to studies, still want to work out from home. And so in the, in the, in the end, what we figure out is that we need to be present for the client and meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. It's not we that choose who, where the client will be engaging with our product. They are choosing. And so we have a hybrid approach, meaning that, uh, and, and we have a, a, a go-to-market approach different, uh, that is different con- uh, uh, considering the market where mm-hmm. we are. So yeah. the United States has the best market for B2C. So we are then, there we are going B2C first. Yeah. Uh, rest of the world, we are going B2B plus clubs uh, mm-hmm. uh, first. So B2B, what you mean is like a company buying a boxing bag to have in their offices? or uh, So selling to offices, selling to hotels, mm-hmm. uh, and actually selling to other gyms. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you already selling that at the moment? We are negotiating mm-hmm. uh, big deals. All right. So with, there are some big American fitness chains with, with almost 1,000 clubs coming to Lisbon, mm. talking with us. So we are talking about $20, $30 million deals if they go yeah. through. Uh, but they, they are excited about what we are doing. Nice. That's um, huge. That's huge. Yeah. And uh, we, have, we are dealing with some uh, professional pro athletes. Mm-hmm. that want to join us and some uh, um, 
fitness influencers in the in the states with a huge following that can you know support us and and start the, the go to market strategy for for B2C so mm-hmm. so this community aspect is also quite important right yeah it's a community driven business mm-hmm. you know yeah we have we have something you pretty mean- unique in the club we have a beer and coffee club hmm. so after the club it's it, people gather around and get a free beer Hmm. Uh, but the, the the main purpose is is community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's only one rule. It's reading on the wall. You can never drink alone. So if you <laughs> want to get a coffee, if you want to get to get a beer, if you want to get a cider, you need to talk with someone. If you don't know them, you start to to know cool. them. It's and um, cool. because the club is a it's it's not a a traditional. It's not a gym. Uh-huh. It's it's something very hard to explain because it's not a gym. Uh, gyms go down uh, in the summer. Mm-hmm. We went up. <laughs> so that's very strange because, mm. you know, people take vacations to go to Balt. That's very strange. <laughs> and because it's not a gym, it's like a mix of, of a gaming studio and a nightclub right. uh, where you sweat. You know, we have professional DJs. We have professional lighting. It's uh, it's an experience and it's what mm-hmm. people need to to feel that they are not working out. Mm-hmm. They are actually enjoying themselves, having fun. Yeah, right. it, it's a it's a shift in in, in paradigm, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of of clubs that have lights, of gyms that have light and music, of course. But the the, the light is om- is mostly scenic, so it's there just to to give the mood. Our light, like I told you, influences behavior. Yeah, the colors and influence that was behavior. The music to the detail exactly to, to provide a optimal experience. Right? So people go in and they say, ah, but Other clubs have lights. Other mm-hmm. guys, uh, other clubs have color. Yeah, right. But this mm-hmm. has a purpose. This is nudging. It's different. Yeah. And I don't need to tell you anything. You go, you experience, and you keep coming back. You know, uh, a lot of VCs that went there and tried it are now our clients. Mm-hmm. That was not the 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 the, the objective. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that a lot of partners, you know, we get them. So come and check, and and they become clients. They say, oh. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll buy a package. Uh, I'll I'll start working out here. <laughs> nice. I definitely need to try. One interesting thing. So there was this shift. I mean, it. I wouldn't say a shift. Maybe a blend, right? That you have one business that's the clubs, one business that's the boxing bag with the hardware and the software. I mean, the software can be another layer to that, but I think there there may be another layer to it on top of it where there can be different experiences that maybe it's not you developing. Have you thought of that? Like having other people developing for the, oh, the yeah. boxing bag? We are keeping the platform open. Hmm. Uh, right. We are keeping it open so that other developers can start developing content on top of us. We have nice. a roadmap to explore four or five verticals. Um One of them is medical, and people don't associate medical with a boxing bag. Hmm. But actually, like physiotherapy. Man, boxing is high. Training boxing in a boxing bag is highly associated with prevention and treatment of Parkinson's disease. Hmm. A lot of medical research on this. In the United States, is almost a staple treatment. Um, and and for the first time, doctors and physiotherapists will get the data to see if a patient is getting better or not. So we are right. actually being contacted by associations of, of uh, 
Parkinson's uh, uh, patients, uh, physical physical therapists, doctors, and so on. Mm-hmm. They really need it uh, to to in in their in their in their clinics. Right. So that's a very cool. Another one, of course, is is the performance. We are partnering with some top athletes, boxing, heavyweight boxers, MMA fighters from the UFC, because mm-hmm. they will have all the metrics to see if they are actually improving, you know. When, right. are, they ge- get, when are they getting tired? When is, uh, when is uh, uh, output of strikes, power diminishing? When, when are they getting, letting their guard down? Mm-hmm. When are they getting lazy? When are, so we yeah. can get all of this data. Yeah, that's super powerful and valuable for them, for sure. Another one that we are surely exploring is physical esports. You know, imagine a league, professional and amateur, where you can fight with prize money from home Hmm. without getting punched. You know, we are actually fighting real time with other guy and you're not getting punched. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we are definitely exploring that now that we have the hardware and software in place. And the last one, the dream, the vision, is gaming. Right. Uh, and in that sense, we are keeping the platform open so that other game developers can actually develop content and games uh, with us or for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are actually going to Denmark to tech, uh, to Nordics, Nordics uh, Tech Week or, or mm-hmm. Tech Summit. Um, yeah. And uh, Norway is famous for being a hub for game developing development and so we are getting connections with a lot of developers over there we are talking with them Mm -hmm. we are being so the the invitation came from a university in south denmark that Mm -hmm. already works with game developers Nice. It could be a very nice. interesting partnership, but we are definitely keeping it it open Mm -hmm. Um, Right, so from what you're saying, I guess you're Doing a mix of both. Some things you'll develop yourself, some yeah. things you'll find partners, some other things will just leave open for anyone. It, to, it, it's, to easy, it's easy to explain. Imagine mm-hmm. an iPhone. Mm-hmm. So the bag is the iPhone. Apple yeah. designed some of the apps, mm-hmm. uh, but then other people design some of the apps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you take the apps of the iPhone, you can only do phone calls and that's it. Mm-hmm. The potential is in the apps, you yeah. know. We we are getting. I can ship you a freemium. Uh, well, not a freemium, but but a version where you don't have a subscription, you don't have content, mm-hmm. and you can just strike the bag and get your stats. But that's not engaging, right? You know, we are mm-hmm. doing that for some clients because they want to take care of the of the content themselves, and that's okay. But that's not engaging. So the, right. the the engagement is in the content, and there are so many cool ways. We look at other products in the fitness space or in the gaming space, and. I start thinking, what can they do with that? Mm-hmm. Little else. Our mm. product, there's so many cool verticals and apps and you know and games and so many things. Such a big ecosystem we can develop around this boxing yeah. bag slash iPhone. That uh, yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, do you consider using uh, for people to wear like uh, VR glasses or haptic sensors, these kind of things? Yeah. So we are we have the hardware in place for so to to engage to with, connect with, with augmented Oculus. reality. Okay. So our we were very inspired by Tesla in that sense. You know, uh, if you buy a Tesla car, actually the the the, the Teslas they are very redundant. They have a lot of uh, uh, sensors that are not actually working now, but mm-hmm. will work in the future. 
So that's the premise. You get a new car with right. every with every update. We mm-hmm. are trying to go for that, where we are trying to get the hardware in place so that we can engage. I'm not a strong believer in VR uh, in fitness, uh, although mm-hmm. some startups are having success with, with that. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a believer in mixed reality and, uh, and augmented reality. Right. Uh, and, and that was actually the vision from the start, to get layers of augmented reality around the bag mm-hmm. and engage with it like this. To start, you are engaging with content in a TV screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, very soon we want to transition to, to augmented uh, reality. Right. And we are already taking those steps. That will bring the excitement level to, you know. Mm-hmm. And the club will have a part. Look, a lot of people, either they don't have the money or the space at home to have one of our bags. Mm-hmm. So the clubs can actually operate 24-7. You have content classes... But you have, you know, spaces in between classes or at night where actually you can go to the, to the, to the club and it works like a video game, uh, uh, hallway or something where you are actually engaging, you know, you are, you are paying a monthly fee to go there and, and play with others, compete, yeah. play a video game. So yeah, imagine you can this. can even bring your games to the. To yeah, the but, but imagine a place where, where it, it's actually this hybrid. It's, it's a new category, you know. Mm-hmm. I cannot define what we are doing. It's yeah. like, I cannot define it. It's, uh, that's <laughs> it's why we game struggle. changing for sure. Yeah, we struggle in defining. Are we sports tech, fit tech, gaming? What are we? Mm-hmm. That's why our brilliant team in New York came up with this. So we are a gaming company with the heart of a fitness leader. Mm-hmm. And we think that suits us very, very well. Nice. How do you think this staying fit impacts your professional life? I mean, in general, how important it is that people keep fit? Oh, man, that's that's like... So, so, so many studies that that's that, that's actually not even a question anymore. Mm-hmm. That's a given, you know? Yeah. The bad news is the world is not getting fitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A- and if I could, uh, l- l- let me just give you, you know, slight, let me try to explain why, why, why people don't engage in fitness activities voluntarily. Mm-hmm. The reasons are actually biological and anthropological. You know, we have mm-hmm. this this crazy idea, this romantic idea that hunter gatherers were super very fit. active, super mm-hmm. fit. Man, mm-hmm. every mammal was designed to rest when they don't actually need to exercise or to do mm-hmm. physical activity. You know, we were hunting, avoiding being hunted, having some cultural uh, demonstrations. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we were sitting. And actually, a few studies have proven that hunter-gatherers sit as much as we do. Hmm. So that's a, a romantic myth. Uh, and so during millions of years, our, our, our genome was being built around this. We were not made to exercise voluntarily. Mm-hmm. And we so, were forced to exercise to survive. Yeah, basically. But now food is available mm-hmm. 24-7, yeah. you know. And, and, but we keep the same DNA. And what happened was that, uh, a few outliers, you know, there, there are a few crazy ones in this world who really love to exercise voluntarily. Mm -hmm. And these guys developed a, an industry, a fitness industry for everybody, but they've developed this industry around them. 
mm-hmm. around the assumption that everyone wants to exercise. But they are the outliers. Mm-hmm. No, people yeah. who rest, when people who don't exercise voluntarily, they are the norm. Yeah, and 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 that's why I believe uh, fitness industry is failing. Mm-hmm. Uh, attrition rates remain very high. Uh, uh, penetration rates are not going up. Mm-hmm. I've been in, the, in this industry in Portugal for over 20 years. I've, when I started, the penetration rate was at around 40%, percent. Uh, the peak was close to seven before the pandemics. Now it's mm-hmm. back to five mm-hmm. in 20 years. So you mean five percent of people in Portugal are consume to... fitness exactly products or services, right? Yeah. That's a problem, man. Yeah, that's a problem. That's very little. That's a problem, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, the But o- there's also a huge market to tap into, right? If you do things differently, mm-hmm. and yeah. and that's where we and other startups in the space are coming in. You need to gamify it. People need to 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 stop seeing exercise as something painful, uh, because in that they will stop, you know, exercising. They will start having, you know, they will start playing games, having doing other fun. stuff, having yeah. fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, if I ask you to do 10 squats, uh, it's boring, man, for yeah. almost everybody. But mm-hmm. if I'm throwing a punch at you, yeah. you are doing the movement because you are ducking the punch. Mm-hmm. But you're not doing a squat. You're dunking a punch. That makes yeah. that makes it different, you know. Right. And I actually believe that gamifying fitness is is actually the only way to move forward with the industry. I'm not seeing any other, mm-hmm. you know, except for implanting a chip that makes us all love fitness all of a sudden. Hmm. I'm not seeing any other way to 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 move forward. Yeah, I see. And what's the main message, actually? Two questions. I'll put both at the same time, and you can <laughs> choose. <laughs> um, what's the main message or recommendation you have for people that struggle to keep fit, and also what's your recommendation for the ones that have these fitness clubs that have uh, classes to make sure that people are more engaged? Study uh, gamification. Human-focused design, study nudging, mm-hmm. build product products and services. <coughs> Sorry, uh, around around human-focused design because that's it. You know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. a better word or a better explanation for game for gaming is actually human-focused design. There's mm-hmm. a brilliant book by by Yu. I think its name is Yu Kai Chu, which is actionable gamification. Everybody should, should 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 read that book because it teaches how t- it teaches how to gamify everything. You know, mm-hmm. Facebook is gamified, LinkedIn is gamified, yeah. all the sticky products. It's actionable gamification. Actionable gamification. You nice. mm-hmm. Every every sticky product is mm-hmm. gamified. You know, it's not not just fitness, um, and that's the best way to do it. And if you don't like to do it, if you are the norm. Mm-hmm. Not the out, not the outlier. Uh, find some product that uh, that is gamified, mm-hmm. that doesn't feel like exercise. You know, yeah. uh, well, come try about class. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, one day we will have a club close to you, or 
we can ship a bag, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, go mm-hmm. search other products that are, you know, that are similar, that are gamifying mm-hmm. uh, the experience. Yeah. And that's the way to go yeah. to bypass our genes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I guess you're reinventing sports. So sports were also built on this idea of let's find something that we can play around that will keep us entertained while we are uh, getting fitter. So, yeah, uh, but sports are for a few mm-hmm. uh, to do and for many to watch. Yeah. Again, we are appealing f- f- to sedentary behavior. We are appealing to our genes. We are appealing to, you know, uh, uh, consuming content and do nothing mm-hmm. because that's what we do. That's that's how our genetic mm-hmm. makeup was, was made for millions of years. And... Uh, only a few are getting fit with sports. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's you know, the, the, the most, uh, uh, even with these metrics, the most played sports, in quotes, in, 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 uh, in Europe is fitness. Hmm. People don't realize this. You know, the other sports are, you know, you play sports, normal sports. Most people play sports when they are children. They stop doing it when, yeah. they, are, when they grow up. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very true. Right. Um, yeah, we are almost one hour through, so let's get going to some of our final questions. Um, it's been amazing, and I think we could spend two more hours talking about For just sure, the, the bout bag. <laughs> um, but yeah, one thing that I that I'm that I wanted to ask you is on this journey. Um, since you had that dream, do you have some regrets on the way until now? I don't. Uh, I had tough moments, mm-hmm. uh, but we've pushed through. So right. I don't have regrets. I, I think I would regret not doing it. Yeah. Um, That's the biggest risk you can yeah, take. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to look back in my life. You know, I always wanted to do something special. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to look back in my, at my life and, and, and realize I could mm-hmm. have done that. Right. Uh, and I couldn't, or I didn't. Right. I didn't have the courage. Mm-hmm. Again, and it's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, it's not for everybody. You know, you, you, it's a, there's a lot of pressure. You need to be a bit crazy, right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's not, and, and you need this, the right people, uh, yeah. at home and, and in the company alongside you. It's, it's, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. and ultimately it's, it being a founder, it's a, it's a lonely, it's a lonely job. You know, mm-hmm. because, you know, you take most of the decisions, you make most of the decisions alone. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end, it's your decision. And uh, I've taken this, I've made decisions early on that went against recommendation of our investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I made the right decision. So, but it's not easy to, you know, make a decision against someone who has an, an an experience that you still don't don't have yeah but i i've always rem- tried to remain truthful to the vision right. and i knew that some of the advices would 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 you know well, send us twist it yeah send us in, in, a, other in another direction mm-hmm. um that was not the direction we wanted to go right again it's not easy to sell a vision of something that does not exist Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. even investors, they invest more in the space that they know that they are familiar, that someone has proven before 
this is happening with us and it happens with a lot of startups. You know, when you are this really disrupting and, and trying to bring something different, mm-hmm. investors at first, they or, or early stage, they look at you and they say, well, I would like to invest. Uh, someone told me that yesterday night, a VC mm-hmm. from Portugal, really like the product. I think I'm missing a big opportunity. And I don't know the space. What you guys are doing is crazy for us. There's no tradition in Portugal. We mm-hmm. don't have a proxy here. Uh, yeah. Your market is far away from us. Um, yeah. And so, and and they, they, they realize that they may be, uh, you know, mm-hmm. walking uh, out of a potentially very good deal. But um, yeah. that's that's the ecosystem we, we have. Nice. I mean, you mentioned something there uh, that you always wanted to do something special, right? What do you want your legacy to be? Do you think about that? I, I, I think about it, yeah. Um, I would actually would like to be one of the responsibles of getting more people more active more often, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's the the, the, the the end goal. Uh, there are some studies coming out that inactivity is costing companies, governments, billions and billions of dollars, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would actually like to be one of the founders that can actually find the formula to change that, you know? Mm-hmm. Again, going back to the beginning of our talk, the fitness industry or the traditional fitness industry is failing us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we we need we cannot keep going in this path. We can't. Um, otherwise, we will have the same. In Portugal, is let's say we can get to ten percent penetration. In the US, they are with twenty. They are struggling to go ahead. Let's say that to ten to twenty percent of the people in the planet will be engaged in fitness. It's mm-hmm. not enough. Yeah, we need sixty, seventy. 80% of the people to be engaged in physical activity, in fitness, in exercise. That's I would like to be at least one of the, the ones that, that, that can do that. Imagine how many lives mm-hmm. would be saved, how many people would live more with more quality of life. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. It's a, Actually, it's a space that I haven't put much thought into, but it's a super noble mission for sure. Yeah, that's my mission from early on. You know, it started with mm-hmm. the martial arts and, you know, going back again to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started by, by visiting Okinawa. Okinawa is the leg- is the island of longevity. Mm-hmm. It's the place on earth where people live, live longest. longest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and that kind of triggers something uh, right. in you. Mm-hmm. Right. And what's one lesson from your journey? as a, a founder that you wish or that you think everyone should know? Man, that's a no-brainer. It's resilience. Mm-hmm. There are no founders with, without resilience. If you don't have it, you're not a founder. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't mean that you always need to be successful. But mm-hmm. if you don't have resilience, if you don't stay truthful to the vision, uh, if you are doing other people's product and not your own, mm-hmm. uh, again, you need to you need to do the homework. But uh, you need that that resilience. Uh, a lot of things will be thrown at you, and you you need to to keep it. Now I'm 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 reading 
I've I've always read a lot, but now I've I'm you know every time I read this uh, a story of a founder of a big company, mm-hmm. big tech company, I used to read a lot of a, a lot of biographies, but now I read them with the different eyes, you know, because mm-hmm. now I, I I acknowledge the struggles because the struggles right. they are always there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and the decisions they had to make and and pivot times when they made decisions and and everything changed mm-hmm. because they were truthful. F- to what they were they yeah. were developing yeah that's amazing i mean i recently read the shoe dog from phil knight the, the one from nike and yeah it's amazing and i guess our, you can relate to our name is inspired in that book yeah yeah so just so just, yeah why what's the the origin of the name so uh we we are called bout so bout is is like it's like in a, in a boxing bout so mm-hmm. it's, it's a it's a boxing match a boxing fight or whatever uh, but we have we spell bout with with an H. Mm-hmm. Uh, why does we ha- do we have the, that H? I was actually reading that book a few years ago and um, and got inspired by Phil Knight when he goes to to um, to Greece and mm-hmm. to the temple of the goddess Nike, mm-hmm. and that's how he got inspired, and it became Nike, Nike, and mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, I always thought that uh, 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 exercise. Should bring an, an an element of transcendence, you know. So right. we we imagine the god Horus from from um, the the also from the mythology, uh, mm-hmm. and and Horus was the god of uh, war and life. Hmm. So what could be more perfect than using war, using punching and kicking? To bring back more life, to give you Better more life. life, yeah. Right. And so that we've put the H in there mm-hmm. because of that, and then you know the O becomes the the boxing bag, and we have two letters to the left, two to the right. Looks perfect. Right. Uh, but but the, it, the the inspiration came from that book. I was actually reading that book at the time. Super cool. And yeah, since we're talking about books, uh, let's go to some final recommendations from you to our audience what would be your three favorite books or maybe three books that you'd recommend to someone in product startup this kind of uh i've already recommended one Mm -hmm. uh the the actionable gamification from yukai chu uh i just finished reading an amazing book everybody who is managing products Mm-hmm. Everybody who has a startup should read it. It's called Built mm-hmm. by Tony Fadel. It's like, it's amazing. The, the, the jams, the lessons, you know, mm-hmm. from before Apple, in Apple, after with Nest. Yeah. Uh, you know, how he, it's, it's beautiful the way he classifies the, the assholes in, in, in corporate mm-hmm. companies and mm-hmm. the way he says, oh, but they are good assholes. <laughs> and Steve Jobs was one of them. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's actually very cool. Um, a third one would be the mom test. The mom test. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting, you know, to, to see. It's a super small one, but it's yeah, yeah, quite yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually re- I'm reading now Stealing the Fire, mm-hmm. uh, which is how you can hack your brain uh, using a lot of techniques that go from meditation to, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, investi- of, of research now on psychotropics uh, and how mm-hmm. they can alter the mind. They are not addictive. 
a lot right. of research on people addicted to uh, you know uh, drinking or whatever that are using but also CEOs of big companies they are using that to hack the, bra the, the, the brain mm -hmm. and make it more productive and and you know actually start thinking life and products and uh, on, on another on another level but nice. they are they are in the book explains different levels from you know meditation to mm -hmm. more extreme measures right do you have any recommendation on the specific topic of nudging and uh, making people take the decisions that you want, quote-unquote? Read, read the Bible. It's actually called... The Bible. No, the Bible of <laughs> nudging, which is actually called nudging. Nudge. Or nudge. 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 Yeah. From Richard Teller and yeah. Guess Sustain. Right. Yeah, I haven't read this one. It's on my to-read that's, that's the that's yeah. the nudge bible mm -hmm. that's like actually one of the first I've, I've read and was it also inspirational for you that was the start of many things there's another one it's called yes mm. secrets from the science of persuasion how can you communicate um and 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 you know in a way that people that can actually influence people mm -hmm. you know there's a right. classical example in the book Uh, around uh, uh, hotels and how people, how hotels are trying people to re reuse the towels, don't mm -hmm. send them to the laundry every day. And they always use that, you know, phrasing, please help us save the environment, blah, blah, blah. And people mm -hmm. never reutilize them. And then researchers just, you know, using one of the principles of social behavior, they, they just wrote, uh, Nine out of ten people that use this room choose to uh, choose to uh, uh, reutilize the, the towels at least once, and it changed completely the results mm. just because it's anchored in 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 social behavior. Yeah. yeah. In this social case, influence. in this case, following the norm. Yeah. So that's a very good one as well because mm -hmm. that's how you build a good website. That's how you send a good newsletter. That's how you engage with people using nice. those principles. Cool. And and what about podcasts? Do you listen to podcasts? I'm not a strong listener. I'm getting into it, but I don't have I don't have a routine or, mm -hmm. or a favorite one. Yeah. Uh, I'm you know, I, I there was a time when I was spending more time in traffic mm -hmm. where. But now where I was trying to, you know, be consistent mm -hmm. and using my time wisely. Yeah. But now, you know, I, I work mainly from home yeah. and it's been so intensive these last few months that mm. um, actually... It's difficult to find the uh, routine, yeah. right? Yeah. Even, you know, when I'm reading, I'm reading on airplanes. Mm -hmm. On airplanes, the phone is off, nobody's bothering you, and that's when I read. So I'm taking yeah. long flights. And I'm using them to read. So I'm reading entire books on flights. Nice. So I have like four or five flights in November, mm -hmm. uh, back and forth. So it's double. Yeah. Um, and so, a so lot of books. <laughs> yeah, and that's, the, and I always buy a book uh, before I fly. Nice. Cool. And we're talking about flights and going abroad. What are your three favorite cities in the world? Oh, man. Just uh, three. <laughs> Uh, the first one is uh, Salvador in Brazil. All right. That's where I live. That's where I met my wife. I love it. I would be living there uh, if not for the, the violence and, mm -hmm. 
And, you know, I was born in Africa, actually, in Angola. So mm. that part of Brazil has that African vibe uh, mixed with Portuguese and, you know, right. it's I, I love it. I feel I feel actually at home over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm discovering Miami. Uh, actually, I'm. We are considering moving to Miami. Uh, I've been going for some time. Um, so, I love the city. I love the vibe. I love you know that that Latino vibe around mm-hmm. it and and the weather and everything around it. I'm a very mm-hmm. tropical guy. Yeah. I was born in in, in a tropical country. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third one would be not Japan itself, but Okinawa. Mm-hmm. Which is also a tropical island. Mm-hmm. Okinawa is closer to Taiwan than mainland Japan. Uh, right. It's very, it's tropical. I and I I I'm a scuba diver, mm-hmm. uh, and so these are the three cities where I can also scuba dive. Uh, Salvador, Miami is amazing. The Florida Keys are amazing to scuba dive, and I've 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 been scuba diving in Okinawa. Some of the best dives in my life were were in Japan mm-hmm. in Okinawa. You know, swimming with sharks, with whale sharks, with with uh, t- uh, sea turtles, and uh, nice. a lot of cool stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, all all three cities are tropical, yeah, very different cool. cult- cultures. But mm-hmm. uh, well, Miami in Brazil may be mm-hmm. somewhat uh, close, but uh, Okinawa is very different. But right. uh, all tropical. Yeah, I would choose those three. Nice. Also, some common points with Lisbon, right? Uh, the good weather, scuba diving. Yeah, yeah, it's different. It's better weather. Uh, actually, Lisbon is cold for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you an idea. My my first memory when I moved to Portugal, I was around five, six years old. Was mm-hmm. how cold I was. Really, and that <laughs> stuck with me. I, I, yeah. So it's it's. I don't like the cold. So yeah. I prefer tropical weather. All right, super cool. Um, Thank you so much for the, the conversation. It has been a great one. Hope to have some more in the future. Uh, how can people find you online or how can they be useful to you? I can search me on LinkedIn, Mauro Frota. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can search our website, bout.com. That's B-H-O-U-T.com. Um, I'm, I'm right. trying to answer... Uh, everybody, it's getting mm-hmm. difficult for good reasons, but yeah. uh, we try to. But and and we are building a team, so we. Mm-hmm. I'm having a better and better and bigger team around us. So. Right. Are you actively recruiting at the moment? We yeah. are technical, so uh, we are getting. We are trying to hire a CDO um, mm-hmm. and and back end, front ends, engineers. Right. So. So maybe are, at some point you'd also yeah. start hiring product managers, right? Product managers, um, for sure. Community builders. Uh, you know, when we finish the race, we, we, we hope to get most of these people already lined up mm-hmm. to the, the next step. The next step will be, you know, pushing the, the, the gas pedal even more. Nice. Uh, and, and, and go to, to the United States and, and, and start selling. Right. Amazing. Mauro, thank you so much. And I hope you also enjoyed this conversation. I did. I did. Thank you so much, Ron. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye.